Hi guys, and welcome to this episode of the Comedy Defect Podcast. My name's Winter Fonander, I'm a comedian, and this is my show. This is episode 52 with a very funny and very tall and incredibly passionate Ryan Dalton. He has got an Instagram, he's got a YouTube, he's got a Twitter. All Ryan Dalton, go check those out. He also runs his own gig in Bracknell called The Comedy Wire, and he's a very funny guy. He uses his comedy for good. Uh, And that makes him sound like a superhero. He doesn't walk around in tights or have an emblem on his chest. But he does wear a cape. No, he doesn't wear a cape. But he's a very funny guy. And I respect what he does with his comedy because he's trying to make the world a better place. That sounds really cheesy, but that's not his words. They're my words. But he does. I mean, it's, it's very responsible what he does. He also has a podcast called Into the Wild that is on Podbean. And so go and check that out and go and follow that there. You can follow this podcast on Twitter. We're there at The Comedy Defect. You can follow me at Winter Phonander. And you can see my live updates for my show, A Side Effect, which is going to the Edinburgh Fringe from the 3rd until the 27th of August, not the 7th or 14th. And that is in the Three Sisters in the Marquee from 2 to 3 all the run of the fringe from the 3rd into the 27th, not the 7th or 14th. But if you want to support this podcast and you like me, come see me live. I've been working on this show. I'm excited about it. Everyone says that. I have run through it an awful lot and I'm still finding more jokes. It's great. As I say, the more you run through something, the more connections there are. And it just, you can connect everything to everything. And in the end, I say, it just ends up making sense to you and not anyone else. But I've managed to maintain the structure. Got to maintain. But you can follow me at Winterphone under there for the live updates from an Edinburgh Fringe show. So come see that. And say, the Free Sisters, 2 to 3, 3rd to 27th, not the 7th and 14th, guys. But you can also follow me on Twitter at Guinness Jokes, which I'll be taking, I'll be stripping all of the jokes out of that Guinness Encyclopedia and putting them up on Twitter for you to enjoy and share. Now, if you also want to donate, you can. You can go to Patreon, type in The Comedy Defect, You can donate as much or as little as you want. You can donate as little as a dollar or as much as you feel this podcast is worth. And those of you that can't donate, come see my Edinburgh Fringe show. I'm there from 2 to 3 in the marquee from the 3rd until the 27th of August. Uh, So that's it, guys. I don't want to talk too much more about this episode because it's a really good one. You're going to really enjoy it. Very funny guy. And this is episode 52. This is a great episode. Enjoy this episode with very funny Mr. Ryan Dalton. Ryan Dalton, welcome to the Calm Defect. Thank you very much. How are you? Yeah, yeah, not too bad. It's been a bit of a a crazy week, but I'm okay. I'm okay, man. How are you? I'm good. I've just been, uh, you know, getting stuff together for the fringe and stuff and trying to, you know, build it. Yeah, I'm going to do the full run this year. I'm doing my first 45. I know it so well now that it's gone from 45 to 40. So, uh, so five minutes. That's what you want. That's what you want. Less is more, right? Less Mm. is more. And like you know, hopefully the that of forty is just you know punchy jokes, which is good, man. I'm enjoying it. But but you got up this year yourself? I'm not. No, I I I contemplated it for a while. I still might. The the years I decide not to go up, I still think I probably will and end up do going up for a couple of days. So I think this year will be one of them. But I'm doing the Camden Fringe with Jake Howie. We're Mm. doing a show at the Camden Comedy Club. Should I plug it now? Should yeah, go for it, man. Yeah. <laughs> what date? What time? It's the 11th to the 15th of um, August at Camden Comedy Club, 8pm. It's called Ha Ha Land. Cool. We're completely just ripping off the poster for La La Land. But yeah, we're doing that. So we decided to focus on 
a small fringe this year. We we probably will go up, but nothing confirmed. Just sort of like just just having fun with it in Camden for a couple yeah, of days. just trying to both write a new half an hour, yeah. doing a bit more of different material that we haven't done before. Right. So branch out into different areas with just, our writing. Yeah, you've had a bit of trouble the last few days, haven't you? <laughs> what happened there? I got mugged, oh. and. I'm kind of impressed because I'm I'm happy that I've made it to the age of 27 <laughs> at the height of six foot seven with floppy mm. ginger hair and it's now it's only just happened. I yeah. think that's quite a success yeah. to go that period of time without getting tacked. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> um, pretty good. But yeah, I got I, I got mugged. Two guys came up on a moped. I was in Stroud Green area in London and they came up, nearly hit this little girl. It was horrible. Oh. And then they pushed me. I dropped my phone. They took the phone off the floor. They carried on, but just before they got out of the way, they just shouted, don't follow us, as if I'm about to just chase a moped away. Um, mm-hmm. Apparently I have that look. Yeah. And I did kick out. I tried to kick them off the moped. A bit, yeah. of, a, bit of like kapow, kind yeah. of, but you're not getting away. A bit of rage yeah. came up there. Bit, yeah, well, the rage came up, but the yeah. kick was very much, eh. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was the worst kick I've ever tried, but I was panicking. They just, they, oh, they, yeah, they just went away, man. Try the karate so kid like Crane. I was, yeah. Arms up, just pow, like knock them off. It was so annoying. It was more just the inconvenience of God. What am I going to do? And so many people came up to me afterwards, just like, I bet it's nice not having a phone for a bit. Now. I bet it's so nice. And I'm looking at them going, it's like, no, it's not fucking good. It is hell on earth. It's exactly how you think it would be. You have to plan when you're going to meet people. You go. If I'm late. You've just got to wait by that tree, buddy, because I cannot text you. It's That's so it. boring. Exactly, well. and and like plans change so quickly as well. Yeah, now yeah. like it's like oh, we're not meeting at this place. We're meeting at this place. And exactly. Ryan's waiting at a pub yeah. for half an hour. Going, well, things must have changed. And then it's your fault, then, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> it's just hell. And do you know the worst? Part? Oh, I'm going to sound so, like such a millennial when I say this now, but I couldn't get on Twitter, oh. right? Because I and I love Twitter. I love that. It's how I find out about all my news and stuff like. That. It's so sad. Wow. But I know it's bad. No, it? no, I, I just, I'm just, it's the opposite of me. I hate it. I Do you hate it? it? I love I, I, it. I, like, I've got three accounts and like, I just kind of, I, I like it for doing little bit, little jokes, but I can't, it's just too much going on for me. And it's just like, really? uh, no, I'm like, I, I'm going to get lost in this and I get obsessed. So I, if I get hooked up to Twitter, <laughs> it's all over for me. That day's over. Just that's done. it. So just go, okay, that's fine. That is true. You do yeah. need to know when to stop mm. Twitter. And I think like a time limit. limit. Do you put yourself a time limit or something? Or? No, I just, I kind of just, I go on, if I feel like I can be involved with something I do, it's mainly joking stuff, but I try not to have debates. I do spark up a few animal conversations sometimes, which I kind of enjoy, because there's a lot of people out there that go like, like, you know... Animal cruelty, animal cruelty, (laughs) whilst they're talking into a burger, but it's like... (laughs) um, So I do like to join in with that stuff, but I just love that people are so quick on it. Mm. The humour is so quick. Like, just now, as I met you at the station... The 13th Doctor has been announced, and it's mm. a female Doctor, it's great, and already there's just, pow, pow, not jokes, not bad jokes, but just kind of like, funny memes going up mm. already, and it's just like, people are so quick, they're just yeah. waiting for it, and I, yeah, so I love it as a format for that, cool. but I couldn't get on, mm. I tried to log on, forgot my password, and then Twitter was like, don't worry Ryan, we've sent a verification code to your phone for you, I was like, brilliant, you absolute arsehole. <laughs> yeah. And you can't contact Twitter. Yeah. Can't do it. No. There's no phone number. There's That's no email it. address. That's the problem. That's why I think I have uh, people these days. I've got so much rage. Yeah, because they're so like, oh, I'm you just can't gonna... take it out on people. Yeah, you've got a touch <laughs> screen phone. You've got to go. Just gonna oh, rah! 
touch, touch, touch. And, and you've got to do it lightly because yeah. you'll crack the screen. That's it. And you, and you can't punch it in like a keyboard. If you had a keyboard, fine. <laughs> you could get like a, a couple of boxing gloves with a, you know, kind of maybe a, maybe a couple of pencils on the end. Yeah. <laughs> you, you would probably smash your keyboard off. And probably... people are less stressed when they use typewriters. They can yeah. really it's get out their angle. I'm going to write this poem. <laughs> exactly. That was it. Get it out, you know, punch it out. A bit like, it's just... Every so often. Ding. Yeah, but yeah, just like that was it. You just released another bit of rage, and you know that was that was done. And that's a that's a that's a round. Bing. Yeah, yeah. Bing. Bing. <laughs> yeah round two. It. Ding, ding. That's it. This is why I get so infuriated when people look like you've had an email or mm. a text saying your package has been delivered and it's not there. Yeah. And then when you contact them, they're like, "Well, we've sent you your confirmation." Yeah. And I have that. I had that in previous jobs where people, I had a contractor walk in to a reception that I was manning once and just say to me, "It was like." <laughs> I'm here to um, just check the water pipes and water tank in your basement. I was like, we don't have a basement. And he was like, it says here you do. And I was like, well, it says over here you don't, we don't have one. Like, we don't have a basement. Yeah. And he said, look, mate, he said, these guys in the office don't get this kind of stuff wrong. Yeah. And I was like, I'm very sorry to tell you, buddy, on this occasion, they yeah. fucking got it wrong because yeah. there's no basement. He made me walk around the perimeter of the... This was for a self-storage company. Yeah. No, made me yeah. walk around to show him there was no basement. Wow. Did not it, believe me. Like, you think that thing out of, like, the, the old war films, you know, kind of with the with his cane going, tap, 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 tap. See? See, there's your basement. There's a hollow under there. That's right, exactly. <laughs> Pull back that carpet. There it's it is. Funny, if there's a basement, there are bodies in there as well. Because, oh, I've never seen you, one. You do not want to find this basement. Yeah. Honestly. You will end up in there for the rest of your limited life. That's, so what did you worked as a receptionist for a bit then? Oh, God, that was, yeah, that was an awful job. That was a job I left this year. It was uh, for working for Big Yellow Self Storage. Okay. I say reception. Yeah, it was kind of reception. It's essentially a hotel for people's shit. Like, there's some people you yeah. need storage sometimes because you're moving house, you haven't got a house for two weeks. Sure. That is absolutely acceptable. Mm-hmm. You, you know, but people walk in and be like, I need storage today. Yeah. It's like, well, why? Like, I've just moved out my house. Like, well, you woke up this morning, went, just clear a lot of it, we'll go find a house. So, yeah, I was having to sit there and sell cupboards, essentially. Wow. Transitioning from their yeah. old house to their new house, right? We're just like, oh, I've had enough of this person, I'm getting the fuck out of here. This well, some, some people just come in and go, we've just got too much stuff. I'm like, you fucking idiots. How have you got to that point? And you're like, well, you wombles. So how have you, mm. you just keep collecting shit? And, and they're they, like, oh, no. They go with, uh, these storage companies go with like, the big yellow storage company, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's the, they got one in Hemela called the Big Blue Box. Not blue, yellow, mm-hmm. there must be a green one, the big green Oh, God, there's loads. And the thing is, they're all the fucking same. And they tried to, like, the, a big yellow did this. And I don't even mind saying this about them, but they, they really tried to glorify, and this is what they said, their product. It's like, right. there is no product. Mm. I mean, you open a door to an. It's like a room, the room that we're in now, it's like this. Yeah. You open it up, but it's empty. It's like, is this okay, guys? It's yeah. like, of course it is. My sofa can fit in it. It was, yeah, so, it was so boring. And it's like, you try and upsell as well. Oh, no, it's, uh, you know, I mean, you might want this oh, one. Good. The deluxe. What, yeah, what kind of other services? <laughs> Do you want extended hours? Oh, my God. Every time yeah. I said sentences like that, I'm pretty sure a bit of my soul just crushed away. Like, Did you have to do, like, walks around to the, the perimeter to see if there was anyone, like, actually living in these lockers? Oh, uh, yeah, was absolutely. It, so you had to do a morning and evening check. Right. Um, not of the actual rooms, and there was CCTV and stuff, oh, but... Yeah. You do. You did get people occasionally. Like you'd start to clock it. You'd start to see them leaving just a bit too early in the morning okay. and arriving a bit too late at night yeah, right, to right. access your stuff. Okay. So if it happened like several days, there was this one guy that it happened about four nights on a trot. I noticed it, and I just said to him, "I was like, so I checked. Oh, that was it. I checked the um, online database where you can see codes tapped in and out." And mm. I, you came in last night again. He went, "Yeah, yeah, just going for a few bits." I went, but you didn't leave. Until this morning, because I mm. saw it on the system. 
Mm-hmm. And he went, yeah, I went, look, I know what you're doing, you know what you're doing, don't yeah. do it, and we won't talk about it again, and it just stopped happening. Oh, that's good. Because it's embarrassing like this. Totally. It's bad for them, they're all yeah, rock bottom. <laughs> totally, I know it's tough, mate, but yeah. you know, this is not a and b isn't it, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's the, not. The, the like, yellow B&B, you know? I guess, it, I guess it's better than the streets, true, but true. it's just like, I was yeah. like, mate, you can't do it, yeah. like... One have night, some self-respect. Yeah, yeah, have some self-respect. <laughs> try and go and get, go to the YMCA if you need to, and yeah. get your help, get some help. But that's it. Yeah, we never. I never instantly kicked them out because I was like, dude, yeah. I know what you're doing. Yeah. Just don't do it. That's it. But yeah, that was a that was a shit job. I had that for a year. That was yeah. uh, very much because for the money. <laughs> you're a freelancer, aren't you? Yeah, so I went freelance. So I packed that job in at the beginning of the year, and I decided to go full time in comedy. And I knew I had to have something else alongside me, mm-hmm. um, just because. You know, to, for a bit of support. Yeah. So I started my own dog daycare company. It's great. That's amazing. But I'm living the dream. Totally. I'm living the dream. Looking yeah. after dogs and making people laugh. Yeah. Or trying. Okay, what's your favourite dog you've looked after? It's a great compare question. What's your favourite dog? <laughs> that is a great compare. You, like you know what? Uh, your, your, uh, your most interesting story about the dog that you've looked after. Oh, this uh, is a good story. Let me... Yeah. Okay, so we've got... No, this is. It's a great dog. We've got, That's a compare question. <laughs> yeah. Nailing it. Nailing it. I'm so um, good at comparing. I'm so good. <laughs> so, we've got, um, so we've got a regular daycare dog that I, I look after. We. I've probably gone on this company. I guess my girlfriend helps me out with this. Cool, yeah. Um, he's called Murphy. He's a golden retriever. He's like textbook dog. Like mm. if you were to Google, oh, dog, it would come yeah. up golden retriever. But he was on TV. He was on a program called Super Vet. Right. Um, which is, if there's dog, people that have a dog. Do you uh, know I'm Super sorry, I, I didn't realise I was sitting in the presence of someone who's a dog here to the, the, you know, the, the stars. Rich, the stars. <laughs> the, the, the doggy stars. Yeah. Of the, of the also, another dog we look after was trending on Twitter because he had his picture taken outside a polling station and BBC used it as all the dogs. Oh, wow. Yeah. Sorry, so I we're clearly know. like the Hollywood. We need to start again. <laughs> well, I need to start again. I'm, I'm t- dynamic slowly changed. That's <laughs> weird, isn't it? It's so weird. That's great. Do you, do you watch Super Vet? You're uh, a dog. Uh, no, I, I, I don't, don't watch it now. Okay, so, well, every, all other dog owners do. Yeah. Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> sorry. No, but it's really. Research. There's this vet uh, called Noel Fitz. Fitzpatrick, and he's yeah. basically really technical in the stuff that he does to help sick and injured animals. So he makes like bionic arms for oh, wow. printing or legs for animals and stuff like that. And Murphy, the dog that we look after as a puppy, he's two now, or approaching two, as a yeah. puppy, it's about four months, he had his bottom jaw ripped off by another dog, and it was just crushed. Oh. And he got taken into this vet, they chose it, and there was a point where they were, the episode is horrific. Like yeah. I cried when I watched it. Like I only I only watched it because we had Murphy. So I was like, oh, yeah. let's see what it was like. And I was like, oh my god, this is horrific. But the work that this vet did to get this jaw, look into what it is now, because you'd never know looking at him. It's incredible. Wow. So yeah, that, that, that's the dog we look after now. When people see him when I take him out for a walk and he meets other dogs they're yeah. like oh my god he's such a great dog yeah, like, yeah he was actually on Superbet they realise and go oh, oh yeah. my god it's that dog mm. so yeah he's a bit wow. bit of a fan he's a diva oh bet I bet you've thrown a ball for it very gently just kind of gingerly throwing the I ball for yeah, it because when I, when yeah. I, I knew he had the injury but then when I saw it I was like oh my god I don't want to play tug of war with you anymore yeah, just totally. because your jaw falls off I'm insured but I don't think it's going to come out I don't think it's going to come out you've won and done hundreds of thousands of pounds like, <laughs> oh yeah. my god so that's he's, he is my favourite because we have him Monday to Friday he's essentially I'm not going to say he's our dog because he's not at all but we have him so frequently that it feels like I have a dog during that's the week nice. so yeah that's, that's cool 
And regular, um, regular customer then, really, right? Yeah, regular that's customer, it. yeah. So got a, got, got a yeah, picture on the wall with his paw print on it. It's like, yeah, oh, that's a good it. idea. It's great. That's That'd be great. <laughs> I'm going to do that now. So this is the uh, vet, you know, was the uh, super vet here, and then, like, you could do that all around, like, take pictures. That'd be great. And people are like, oh, my God. And then you don't even have to sell yourself. You're like, oh, that's such that's a great... It. I'm going to start getting framed pictures of dogs we have. Yeah, man. Oh, do God. it. Do you want to take a picture of your well, it's their child, isn't it? Really, so you know, get the old sign form and yeah, yeah, get you know, but yeah, but yeah. So I run that, and that's good fun because it literally. I'm a very outdoorsy person. I like to be going to parks, walking around woods, and stuff like that. So if you have a couple of dogs, it's yeah. just it makes it more fun. That's you can be on your own and still be talking. Yeah. <laughs> and you went full time comedy at the start of this year. Yeah, so it's. I mean, it's it's it's, it's a challenge, isn't it? It's, yeah, you kind of when you're not with an agency or anything, it is kind of like, oh god, I've got to do this all on my own. So that is kind of step one for this year. That's what I need to focus on, just trying to get on an agency kind of thing. But and what does your missus do? She is a freelance musician and writer. So she runs a band called Quiz Cats. They're fantastic. They're a jazz band. They do up to twelve piece. And then she's a writer as well. So she's got a blog, and she's actually writing a book this year. So yeah, she's currently writing that. So that's a bit of a bit of competition at home, isn't it? Really? Yeah, both freelance, both work. Yeah, what do you mean? You write a book and you're you're a writer and you're a musician as well, and you're you're just like I've just got to drunk this. What are you doing? I'm, I'm just trying to stick. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> write this guy. Yeah, yeah. Got a new guy. I'm doing really well. <laughs> <laughs> you got a podcast as well, haven't you? Know? Yeah, which has had to go on the back burner because my laptop. Oh god, I sound like such a jinx. So oh. my laptop crashed. So. I got episode one out. I was just about to upload episode two and it crashed. So that was really annoying. But it's, they're all there. I've got about four pre-recorded that are just waiting to be edited and done. Um, but it's called Into the Wild. It's on Podbean. Podbean. Yeah, it's, it's, they're good fun. So basically I have an animal expert on. So it'll be someone that works um, for some sort of zoo or organisation, um, conservation charity. And then I have a comic come on. And we just kind of, we pick three out. Well, I pick three animals. So the first one is called Tigers, Tarantulas. And then... We spoke about Tilikum, which was an orca at SeaWorld that died at the beginning of this year. Okay. But it was the, the orca that was behind the story Blackfish. The, 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 Have you seen the, the killer orca, yeah? Yeah, the one yeah. that moved from like three places in yeah, North three, America. And it killed three trainers. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's it. We spoke, the reason why we spoke about him is because he, well, A, he died when, just before we did the podcast. Yeah. And also he's such, his story was so interesting mm. and he was the reason they made Blackfish and he was the reason... Mm. That now SeaWorld are having to. His story is the reason why SeaWorld are now not breeding orcas anymore. Oh, great! So it has done a lot of good. Yeah, you know, no one wants to be like starved and like put into that kind of you know in prison for the rest of their lives to do it's, tricks like that. That's not fun. It's, no, it's not. And it's I've worked for zoos and animals and wildlife is my passion and it would always be in my life. And yeah, a lot of people and I do get asked quite a lot going like, so how can you you know love animals and do everything you can mm. for animals and wildlife but still support zoos it's kind of, well it's a very broad topic you can't just say zoos are bad it's like yeah. saying I had a bad burger now I don't like restaurants mm-hmm. like there are certain animals I don't think can be kept in captivity I mm. do believe orcas are one of those for yeah. me I don't think they should be but at the same time by them being in captivity they are raising a hell of a lot of money to help mm actual wild marine mammals right so it is that kind of few for the many yeah let's say well you know obviously that one that wasn't the right few yeah he was just not the right yeah (laughs) it's like no way man you're talking about a male predatory animal I mean the the same thing would happen if it was you were doing the same with lions you know what I mean like one day there will be one lion Mm. that is just a bit more kind of eager 
than the others in the yeah. field. It, it happens. You talk, you're working with a predatory animal, mm. it might predate. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's something to be expected. That lion might have just eaten, but then might have thought, yes, it's like you Why not? You have meat every, a certain meat every day, you go, tonight I'll have fish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just try and something. Yeah. But you're, uh, you're obviously a vegan then as well, are you? Yes, I am. Yeah, right, yeah. and so did you train to be a vet as well? Uh, I did. My course that I did was really... So I did a national diploma in animal animal management and zoology. So mm-hmm. it was very much the practical side of caring for animals. Mm-hmm. A lot to do with biology and a lot to do with conservation as, and kind of business management as well. It's yeah. such a range that we learn. But as soon as I did that and finished, I did a bit of travelling, came back, and I got a job straight away at a zoo. Mm. So I didn't have to take any further education, which I was really thankful for. So I had about a five-year career with that, Great. just because I fell into it. And then I went into the educational side, working into the zoo, so managing a team that kind of did all the public presentation stuff. So it was, for me, that was a chance where I was really having to research and really having to like make sure my facts were correct, because these were what we were pushing to the public. So yeah. that was a really, really fun job. Mm. I learned so much doing that. So the talks were sort of like just educating the public about what mm. we can do to make the lives of these animals better. Sort of yeah, thing. and the reason why they're in captivity, because a lot, you know, people talk about breeding programs and they just mention it. They go, yeah, these tigers are part of a breeding program. Mm. Boom, never mentioned again. It's like, well, mm. these people should know exactly what this breeding program is. Mm. What does it do? Because it's not an excuse. You mm. can't just go, oh, they're here for a breeding program. <laughs> Guys, it's fine. <laughs> you don't need to know any more than that. Like, no, like, yeah. tell them, like... I yeah. think just England, like Love Island, off you go. Yeah, just there. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to film is, this. We're going to totally document everything. It's yeah. amazing. <laughs> off you go, boy. It's so interesting. Like I think with England, England are very bad at this. I've noticed uh, it's a lot better in other places in Europe, especially like Scandinavian zoos, where they're a lot more honest and open about their animals in the zoo. And I think that's really important because it, it is a business and it does have goals. It does have targets that they're trying to strive and work towards, both financially and both for the animals. And I think it's honest to share the animal ones because, yeah. you, know, you know, zoos do have a reputation because of the bad ones. Of, oh, oh, it's cruel. And it's like, well, mm. actually, the animal has everything it needs. But it's very low in stress. Mm. But so, it's, yeah, yeah it, I think it's important that they start sharing more. So, yeah, I was having to write about, like, you know, where the animals are going, where they come from. And but just teaching people about zoos, actually, because I'll t- quickly say this. So, so for, I worked with someone at Chestington Zoo, which mm. is where I work, who was the stud bookkeeper. So there's stud bookkeepers that are in charge of the movement of all one species of animal. Right. I know, I'm getting really geeky. No, no, it's not, I'm, not, I'm, I'm really interested. I'm interested because it's like, it just sounds like they've got the little black book for that particular animal, exactly right? exactly what it is. Yeah. And when I say black book, it is a book. Wow. It's a book and an online. It's now more online, but when I was yeah. there, it was a book. Um, and so she was in charge of white rhino within wow. Europe. So uh-huh. the movement of just, not rhino, but just white rhino. So yeah. she would have a database of all these individuals, when one's born, it goes on. And then she was in charge of deciding which rhino went where for what breeding program. It was like yeah. a huge game of rhino chess. Like, yeah. you know, I'm moving back uh-huh. there to control the gene pool. Of course. Yeah. And so it's incredible the amount of communication that all yeah. these things have. Yeah. Damn, that's mad. So she's like basically, you know, the the, the dating, uh, the dating app. <laughs> she's the, the, the biggest the, rhino pimp out the there. Matchmaker. <laughs> the matchmaker, isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah, it. exactly yeah, yeah. what she is. She's... I like pimps better. Pimps better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 Yeah, it, it was mm. great, and it, I, I learned a lot doing that, um, yeah. and I had to work with a lot of zookeepers and try and get my information correct, because I didn't know everything cool. all the time, so yeah. Because that sounds like a lot of work, that, so yeah, really, yeah. you got to really know you're behind yourself. Mm. Did, you did the talks as well, obviously, then, isn't it? Yeah, yeah so it, it was really, this is kind of where I got into comedy, mm. I guess, because I, I would write the talks alongside my manager, and then we would 
present them to each other, then we'd get the team in to watch us do them, and then they would go out there and do them. Mm-hmm. And we got really protective over them because we were like, no, this information has to be like this. These are the these are the things we're pushing. Mm-hmm. So some of my team sometimes would try and put their own spin on it, and that's great, and they did. And some people tried to do other things. I was like, please don't do that. Yeah. And but but it was great because you would end up mixing your own jokes in and yeah. banter with the audience. <laughs> you could, I could just see you like because you're the team leader, right? Yeah, you yeah. could see at the top of the road. Go, no, these are the jokes. <laughs> <laughs> these, I have written these. Totally. Not your jokes. They're shit. <laughs> they're the shit jokes. These you're are the sh- penguin cracker jokes. <laughs> yeah, Keep them out. Totally. Exactly. They were big audiences we had at the zoo. And we great. did our penguin presentation, which. Of yeah. course, had a big audience. In yeah. summer, you'd be talking about two, three hundred people. Mm. It was not just like thirty people gathered around the enclosure. There was a big seat. So you, I was expecting, you know, an eighteen-year-old to go out there and do this talk, and they did. And I, it was so amazing to see these young people that were really inspired by nature. Because um, so I was about twenty-four at the time, so I wasn't even, you know, I was still yeah. young. But these were like fresh out of college, or, oh, yeah. or, or just out of um, the A-level kind of mm. stage. So. And they were coming up, so have a bit of training, then the next thing yeah. they'd whack the mic on, they'd go, and go welcome everyone, and you're like, God, these guys have confidence. Yeah. Sickening, great. <laughs> oh, well done. <laughs> <laughs> I think it helps when you're talking about stuff you're passionate That's about. True. You just, you That's just, true. You could talk to a thousand people, mm. and you wouldn't get Yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah. Like, you yeah. just got used to the mic and getting used to talking in front of people. Yeah, absolutely. And then where did you do your first gig, then? I did my first gig when I was really young. I was 18. Oh, um, yeah, and, and this was just a one-off, but when I was travelling, I was in Australia, and I got... I was slightly intoxicated mm-hmm. and um, mm. I got pushed onto no it wasn't an open mic we went to go and watch an open mic mm. and then I wrote my name down just for a laugh and then he said actually you've... and then my friend told the guy that ran this club in Sydney he went oh um, yeah Ryan does it all the time yeah. Ryan's been doing stand up uh, from a very young age in England mm. and he said oh well we've had an act pull out so mm. does he want to do the 10 minutes middle and she was like yeah 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 like, he'll be fine Wow. So they put me on for 10 minutes, and it was some of the worst comedy I've ever done, obviously, because it was my first ever gig, but it, it pushed me onto it. And then so after that, when I came back to England, I then worked at the zoo, kind of did a few gigs, but nothing much. And then probably, yeah, that's been about four years back from now, that's when I've really pushed on with it. Do you remember your first opening bit? They've got their own hide park they've got their own high park they've got one too was it was it like a cafe in the sydney opera house uh, like the second this cafe section it, <laughs> no it was this little underground club it was, yeah. it was real new york kind of style like old brick built like brick cellar kind yeah. of thing it was really nice i'm trying to think what my opening line was about it would have been something hack so it was, it was some about your talent some about your height or something oh it? yeah definitely it was <laughs> something to do with me looking like the weasley twins oh, right. it would have been something awful yeah that I still do now. Um, <laughs> it's my big closing. I mean, it works. It works. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, um, I think it's something like that. Like, and it was, oh God, I remember this joke. It wasn't even funny. I cringe when I said, I was talking about being on a plane, being six or seven and being on a plane and trying to use plane toilets. Yeah. It wasn't funny. It was just a sentence. It had no punchline. It had no build up, no punchline. It was just like, I can't use plane toilets. And people went, we can see why. Yeah. <laughs> just a fact. Isn't just it? a fact about me, guys. I piss on my knees when I'm in the train <laughs> yeah. playing toilets. So yeah, that was it. It was yeah. awful. Nightmare. I think the video's on YouTube. I need to take that down. Your family, like, when you decide to go full-time with comedy, how did they take that? My dad was really... He's really supportive. Well, they both are. They're both really supportive. My dad is just like, I'm proud of you for just going for what you want to yeah, do. Great. Good luck. Just make sure you plan it properly. He's a real st- a strategic kind of person. Mm. My mum just instantly shit herself. Oh, like... Wow. Yeah. like she was she's she's an accountant so 
choosing to be like oh, no. totally but where will your money come from exactly it's like uh, at the moment I don't know yeah, so that yeah. I mean that it was terrifying for me I've never been in a scenario where I'm making literally making my own money and my mum I don't think anyone in my family actually has ever done that yeah. so it was a real like oh, what are you going to do what are you going to do that's it she always does that like whenever whenever I do something like this she always always like what? but 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 what are you mm. going to do so like, I'm trying mm. to figure it out like mm-hmm. she did it when I went vegan when oh, I went yeah? vegan <laughs> I told her, so I went vegan in November 2015, mm. and I told my mum, just, like I came out as a vegan. Yeah. Like, that's vegan what it felt like. And a comedian. Yeah, that's exactly what it felt like. I felt like I had to sit my parents down and be like, um, so I've been feeding a few things. Um, but I said, oh, just a heads up, um, I'm going to be going, I was vegetarian for about a month, but I was, I'm going to be vegan, so I'm not going to be eating dairy, and I'm not going to be eating meat. And my mum just went, oh, so close to Christmas. Like, that was the main worry for her. And then she she asked me the weirdest question I've been asked since being vegan. She just turned around and she went, but what, what are you going to do about the bacon? And I was like, I probably won't buy it. I should probably leave it. As if I had a bacon factory that I had to close yeah. down. And she was like, Where, what it. are you going to do about your income? And yeah. <laughs> yeah, the whole bacon, the whole thing. <laughs> so what about the whole bacon yeah. franchise you've been running? And, yeah. uh, and I'm, I'm also, I've been feeling really funny recently as well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think I might become a clown. <laughs> exactly. You know, that's where it's at. That's where my heart is, you know, just yeah. jokes and, and joy and just want to stare at bewildered people occasionally. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing, though. I think I, sometimes I, a lot of my family, and I don't know if they'll hear this and be bothered about it, but a lot of my family would be like, well, you know, a job's a job. Yeah. That is that kind of attitude, and I mm. never settled for that. Mm. I don't just want a job. That's I it. want... I want a nice career I want a mm. life I want to live and do what, exactly what I want to do yeah. god that sounds cheesy that's, that, that's the biggest millennial fantastic. statement I've ever I think, made I just want to do what I want to do and so I've started reading The Secret and uh, yeah. so <laughs> manifesting everything it's, it's yeah. coming to me I've got my vision board at home and that is what's that's happening what I've got a vision board I meditate yeah. um, then I have avocado toast and yeah. that's and some, uh, with an egg just you know just like <laughs> the, they do in LA because that's what everyone does now so you've been gigging for four years now? Yeah, I'd say properly going for about three mm. years, yeah. Okay, what was the moment when you thought, yeah, this is it. This is this is it for me. Like, this is there's nothing else. This is the thing that I want. Two years in, I hit a spot where I was like, I can't write anything. I was really struggling to mm. change my material. I couldn't really do it. And then I got home one night and I, I remembered a story. And I said to my housemate, I said, I want to, I, can I tell you the story quickly? I want to see if you find this funny. Mm. And he was like, yeah, sure, go for it. So we turned the TV off and I was like, right, this is it. And I was like, when I was 16, my dad, mum and dad took me to St. Lucia. And it's a story about me getting very, very drunk and being very hungover. And the next day we had to go on a big tour on a Jeep. And it was just a vomit of mess. Just, Mm -hmm. it was horrible. So I told him this story and he cried with laughter at different points yeah. and all I did was relay it as I remembered it yeah. and that's how I wrote this bit and I was like well, okay so maybe I do a story because mm. I'd already, always been used to doing like bits and punches and just you know, rubbish rubbish little stuff and then I thought oh maybe I've got something here so I wrote it down I got it to about a 10 minute bit mm. so the, yeah, the first time I ever did it I had a gig booked down at Comedia mm. in, um, in Brighton mm-hmm. And it's my first spot down there ever. I was like, I'm going to go in with a new bit of material I've never mm. done. And it went very, very well. Great. And I was like, oh my God, this is maybe I can tell stories. Right. Maybe this is what I can do. 
so I went back home and I rewrote it and I, d- I made it a bit longer and I, I started to remember other bits. Spoke to my mum and dad about it. They were like, oh yeah, but what, do you remember doing that bit? And I was like, mm. oh gosh, yeah, I can put that in. Yeah. So now I've got, I had this story where I could do uh, a 10 minute version, a 15 minute version and I started to take it into competitions and do a really condensed five mm. minute. And it really motivated me remembering stuff, that story. So I was like, you know what? I, I can do this. This is what mm. I can do. I just mm. need to remember. I need to sit mm. back and think of my life. Yeah. So that yeah, that, I think that was the moment where I was like, no, it's all right. You can just all you got to do is remember and be true to yourself. I think mm. that's where I was like, I'm not one of these comics that writes joke jokes. Mm. I'm not. I'm okay with observational stuff, but not massively. I think I'm just a person that wants to tell stories from mm-hmm. my life, mm. and that was the moment where I realised I could do that. Mm. So I think that's where I know knew that's that's what this is what I want to do. Yeah, yeah. You've been to the fringe a few times as well. Yeah, a couple of times. A couple and what of times. did you do the last few times you went up? I just, I, you know, I watch more than I gig when I go up there because I, I, I don't know, like, I only go up for a couple of days. Mm. I've never gone up for more than, like, four days, which I need to change. But I'm quite strategic, like, my dad with stuff like this. So I'll go up. I've only gone up for a couple of days. And I'm like, I could gig, like, all day. Mm. But then what am I going to get out of it? Like, mm. you know, let's scope things out. So I prefer to go and watch the shows where they're meant to be performed. So mm. people spend all year writing these shows and getting it ready. It's like, I want to see it at the Fringe. Sure. And so that's what I do mainly, just go around and go see shows. But who would be the people that you'd like to go, oh, I need to go learn from this person to see what the, how it's done? Because like you, cause you have, it sounds like you have the people in mind. You go, right, I'm going to go watch this person to see. They've spent the whole year crafting this whole you know, experience. Yeah, that's... Oh God, who... It's different all the time because I think being on Facebook, you see, especially friends of ours, where you see their posters go up. I like to go and see people that I know go and mm. do their shows and stuff like that. So I didn't go up last year. I'm trying to think who I went to go and see the year before. I'm really bad at remembering stuff like this. I like to go and watch people like Daniel Kitson when mm-hmm. he does a show up there or something like that. I would always go and see that show. Jarla Fregan, mm-hmm. I love his shows. Just any, to be honest, even mm. people, I just take flyers off the street and just go and watch. Mm-hmm. I just like being part of it and helping yeah. support it, really. But you know yourself, you get to a stage as well when you go, no, I, I could probably get better at this at home now because I've worked mm-hmm. out the writing ability. And you have the, the just the sixth sense of a piece of material. Go, no, there's a joke in that. There's, if I just look at this for long enough and I, and I <laughs> yeah, practice this enough, it? it's, good, yeah. it's coming out, you know? Yeah. And then you get to that, that there's that like, kind of sweet spot when you're like, right, getting a few notes and you go, okay, right. And you see, like, say, I, I like to do a, put like a, a limit of 20 jokes. If yeah. I'm going to sit down and do my writing. Before I used to be like, right, I'm going to do all the writing today. It's happening. Eight o'clock in the morning till whatever the fuck I finish today. I'm do- and you, and I hate it. I yeah, like, yeah. get to the stage, you go, you're going really well the first couple of hours. I'm like, okay, right, that's fine. I'm going to put the ambient noise for the coffee shop in the background just to kind of feel like I'm out somewhere. <laughs> and then, um, do you actually do that? I do, yeah, I do that. That's amazing. It does help though, it does help does a little it? bit. It does a bit. If you have a few coffees, you know, you just get in the zone. And then, uh, <laughs> and then I kind of like, and then that works for a couple of hours. And then that yeah, it starts to kind of ebb a little bit. And then you're like, okay then you just have to turn that off because it's starting to really piss you off and then you're like, okay. And then after that, you're you're like, just on your own. You're like, okay, just duking it through the last couple of hours. And then I get to that stage where I'm like, you've got the last like five jokes there for like, and you can, you're just really just trying to get through the last few pieces of paper because then you start organising little bits of paper you've got different yeah. shape pieces here but all the, those shapes with that but then you've got little bits which connect with these bits and you're like okay no that doesn't work oh I need to do these bits at a time but the last joke you do for the 20 version of this story that I do like do 20 jokes a day yeah. the 20th joke it seems to just come out in a chunk you mm. just go 
because you're in the zone because you're like this is the last one you're excited but don't and it comes out per- well not perfectly but as well as it in the it's great, yeah. order it's going to come out for now and that's what I kind of that's what I, I do is that how because I don't write anything down alright oh, not when I'm wow. first I can't I can't mm. sit there with a pen and paper I can't even make bullet points mm. I just sit there and I get so like I'm just uninspired when I do mm. that I have to I don't have to have a drink that makes me sound <laughs> but it's very nice to have a little bottle of beer that yeah. I can just I'll be like right I'm, I'm just going to be in the bedroom for a bit which sounds yeah. creepy as when you say that so you have I'm just going upstairs <laughs> for a bit I'm writing I promise yeah. and I will just kind of talk to myself mm. talk to myself out loud mm. and that's how and, and then once I've gone through it in my head i like cool and I'll just make one word bullet points like a list and that's, yeah. that's enough wow. I don't need to do any more than that I'm, wow. I'm quite I've got a weird brain where I can memorise exactly mm. almost word for word yeah. how I thought about it ah, no I, I, I have little because I have little inklings of like a little nuggets you know, it's got word here word there and that's it but on the phone as well you know and then I just I get paranoid because I'm like if that phone goes all those words are gone. So I need to kind of go put it into the daddy book, you know. You know what you should do? This is what I do. Um, I There's a few comics that if I have an idea, mm. I will send them a voice note on mm. WhatsApp. Oh, so yeah. I will just go, okay, this is a bit, I'm going to say it like I'm going to say it on stage. And mm. I'll send them the bit. And mm. like, you can react if you want. And, but it, the benefit is then it's on your WhatsApp. So yeah. if you lose your phone, they've still got it That's on their true. WhatsApp yeah, chat. Yeah. That's true. It's a good idea. So using your friend as a hard drive. Might try that, but I use the the, the elef- is it Evernote as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Send yeah. that to yourself as well, but it's like um, but yeah, I get, I, it loads of backups. It's all about the backups. Really. It's, oh yeah, yeah, three times, aren't you? Otherwise yeah, it's uh, yeah. gone forever. Okay. Yeah, definitely, just in case, in yeah. case a house burns down, you know, got a buried like safe yeah, drive yeah. place in the in the. So you need it on your phone, on the cloud, and on Google yeah, Drive, just in and case. Then, yeah, yeah, and then that solar flare hits everything, and we're totally like, fucked. Yeah, you're, That's you're done. You're seeding so the podcast. You're yes. writing jokes, and you're looking after dogs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> do you do any more uh, anything else? Well, what? No. Jesus. That's okay, it's not a pre- it wasn't like a no, oh, right. do anything else. Right, right. that's not No, so I mean yeah. like during the week, I guess, like yeah, so the dog dog thing does does take up quite a lot of time. I walk so much. I must walk mm. about eight miles a day. Yeah. Eight to ten miles a day easy. Great. Like um, walking different dogs and stuff. Um, and then I'm I'm gigging in the evening. I'm doing a lot of gigs, um, like the one we're doing tonight actually, mm. the, the animal charity one. And I'm mm. getting on getting booked for a lot of animal based stuff. Great. Which is awesome. So I'm working with this, there's a guy called Simon Watt who runs this Ugly Animal Preservation Society, which is the best thing I've ever heard of. So right. he basically promotes ugly, endangered animals and he books four comics down and you, we we all go to a museum, mm. somewhere like that. So this Tuesday actually we've got a gig, I'm going to plug this as well. If you're in London, go to the Grant Museum of Zoology right. where uh, myself, Beck Hill, Sarah Bonetto mm. will be doing 10 minutes on our chosen ugly animal. And we just Great. do ten minutes based on. So I'll be doing ten minutes based on the Mitchell's Rainforest Snail. Okay. Which is endangered. There's only five hundred left. Mm. That's that not is, many, is it? That, that is that not is, many. That is not many. It's, I would go as far as that's not enough. Is it a big snail? <laughs> yeah, it's fairly large. It's a land snail, so it's about probably about the size of like about a, seven centimeters long. Oh, that's pretty big. Yeah. It's pretty big, yeah. Mm-hmm. Compared to our gods now, mm. so but they're only in this small patch of rainforest. So yeah, we all we all do these gigs and. We, we usually go to a museum and it attracts a lot of people, man. And then the museum, the audience vote for their favourite and yeah. then that becomes a mascot of that museum. Okay. So it's, it's cool. Right. So I'm doing lots of stuff like that as yeah. well, which is the best thing about it is that it makes you write specific material. Totally. 
So now I've got a 10 minute snail set that I didn't have previously. Really niche stuff. Like <laughs> really that. niche, yeah. It's great though. I just got to find a snail charity I want to put on a night. <laughs> but then the people can remember go, oh, yeah, that's right. The guy does the thing about the snail guy. Yeah, he's slow at first, but you get nothing. Yeah, that's bad. it. No, no, I know. I know. Sorry. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> so sorry. That's, it. that's great, man. And so yeah. with Beck Hill as well. What's what, yeah, uh, everyone else doing though? What are, they other, uh, what are the other animals you're so up against? Beck, oh, Beck, what did she She did. I can't remember the full name of it. It's a type of parrotfish. It's called okay. buck teeth. Right. <laughs> which is just hilarious. Yeah. Um, so Beck does a lot of her flip chart stuff, yeah. which is fantastic. And she does a flip chart for this fish. I, I assume she's doing the same one because right. this night we're doing on Tuesday is actually an Australian species special. So my so that's why I'm definitely doing this now again because yeah. it's from the east coast of Australia. I'm pretty yeah. sure the parrotfish that Beck does in Australia. So whether she'll go with that animal or pick another one. Right. I don't know what Sarah is doing because I've never seen Sarah do these gigs oh. before. So that's exciting. That's why it's so exciting yeah. because you're like, oh, get to see this person. Mm-hmm. They have to do 10 minutes. I'm really yeah. interested to see what it is. But they're a fantastic night and they're on Twitter and stuff and they've got books that come out mm-hmm. and to help. It started with an animal called blob, the, the, the Blobfish, which I don't know if you've ever oh, yes, seen. Yes, pink thing. Yeah, the pink yeah. blob, yeah. essentially. And it looks like a weird Pokemon mm-hmm. Is shit. So yeah, it just he just started it and, and done that, and he's been on an episode of my podcast as well. I got Simon on, and um, he's Great. a very knowledgeable guy. Yeah, that sounds interesting. Um, yeah, so I've been I've been doing a lot of nights like that, and then we, I run the Comedy Wire still, mm. um, which is a night I run in Kingston and Bracknell. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had a Bracknell show last night, which was yeah good, but like I said, too challenging. Yeah, we had an interesting crowd in, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> a lovely large audience. 10% were tricky. Yeah. <laughs> 10% dickheads is not a bad yeah, place yeah, to be. Yeah, let's just say they were absolute <laughs> fucking idiots. Oh, like, no. this, if, you know when you get an audience, you ever have this where it's just like, it's, it's heckling, but it's like random word Tourette's. Mm. Like, at one yeah. point, someone just shouted out the word patio. I don't, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, patio! I was like, we're not... What? It's not improv, okay? It's not, yeah, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what you mean. I mean, I know yeah. what a patio is. Yeah. Um, it was just it was just absolutely bizarre. Wow. And it really threw it threw me off. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, was, it was weird. And but of course, yes. you know, I so say you've had a tough week as well, you know, I think so, that's what made it worse. So it's yeah. like, oh, I just don't have the, the joy in me to deal with these I said to them at one point, I was like, This is a great night, we're having loads of fun. I said, But you guys are pushing me towards murder mm. and I will t- <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm on the edge. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I'm like, I've given you three chances now. Yeah, the next, yeah. Next time, the knife gets sharpened. It's like hangman. You get another vowel yeah. wrong, and that's it. I will release the hounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fucking Murphy will lick you to death. That's exactly. funny enough. Murphy is the name of my first dog. Actually, had it. Was it Murphy? Yeah, yeah, randomly. It was like half Alsatian, half Collie. It oh was, wow! Yeah, it was that's vicious, a good cross. Vicious to everyone else, but to us, oh, so lovely. <laughs> no, it was great. It was brilliant, brilliant guard dog. Uh, my my mom uh, let the dog out, and she was. Like to run, it just sounds like such a stupid idea, right? <laughs> but wait, but wait. The dog used to run alongside the jeep, okay, uh, to give him a bit of a run, okay. Anyway, dogs are smart, and the dog decided to run across the field and was like, "Ah, gotcha!" And in front of the car, and my mom drove right over the dog. Oh my god! Yeah. But I didn't find that out until like about like about four years afterwards, because I came home from school and my mom's crying. I was like, "What's going on?" Oh, um. Oh, you know, Murphy uh, had a heart attack. I was like, okay. 
four years later found out he had a heart attack after the four wheels rolled over his head <laughs> <You know? laughs> so I was like oh no sad the end but hey that was it but yeah, yeah that was it. well I mean I'd have had a heart attack too if the car had rolled over my head I would have been yeah but yeah it was a, so yeah it was one of those moments you know but I but the, yeah but I love hearing about different crossbreeds of dogs because mm. I think dog breeds are hilarious mm. in regards to what people like because it's such a weird like I don't know because like, dogs are you, your two dogs are lovely mm-hmm but they are such stupid animals. They really are. And I love dogs. Yeah. But I just find this whole... You know, like the pug and the French bulldogs. Oh, no. like, people, like, people are like, no, I just love animals. And next to them, they've got this like mess of nature. Just going, mm. <laughs> <laughs> can't breathe. And you're like, yeah, you really like animals, don't you? Um, it's like you've bred sadness. Yeah, that's what you've done. You've bred something that is struggling yeah. to breathe. Yeah, it'd be like the, the British like, bulldog, just no all the health problems in the world yeah. into one into one being. Blob. Yeah, that's it. It's no fun for it. Like you know, we looked after the other day. We had a cross, a, a Alsatian crossed with a Great Dane. Mm. It was massive. Yeah, it had the biggest body but a small head. It had an Alsatian head, but a Great Dane big body. Wow! Yeah, it was really weird. And my, it was the biggest dog we had looked after in the house, and we had him for two nights. Mm-hmm. And my housemate came downstairs and went, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> it was huge, and it was really dark in coloration as well. Yeah. And it was like a, it's a really dark day. It was like really overcast. It was just mm. like. Just, the only thing that was missing was lightning. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Lightning. Lightning. There's a wolf in the corner. Yeah, <laughs> it was like, it's really friendly. <laughs> That's it. Do, do you uh, do you do any writing with any anyone else apart from uh, you know? You do, do you write with your missus? Uh, no, God, no. Layla's never even seen me perform. Right? Why? Ever? Couldn't um, take it. No, she. Uh, I mean, not saying that. I'm not saying what's it no, out. I'm I just don't know that, why. Just yeah. I think. It's difficult. It's a mix between I wouldn't be comfortable and I don't think she would because we try and keep our work separate in relationship. Mm. And it's uh, no matter how much people say, no, on me on stage, I am just me. Mm. It's like, no, there's not. There is a a stage you and not quite you. And maybe Mm. not for everyone, but certainly for me, I am very much myself, but I'm myself extreme. I'm Mm. not like that all the time. I am very different. So maybe I just, we like to keep that a bit separate. So, when it comes to writing, she's really funny. Like a lot of the stuff Layla writes on her on her website, a lot of her articles and stuff is always got a bit of humour mm. in it. And she did actually. We wrote a joke. Actually, we did do this joke together, mm. which I now do on stage mm. about weddings, about people. Reese, I don't know if you noticed this. I'm really sorry. Wait, have you? You're married. I'm married. Yeah. I'm, okay. I really hope you haven't had this at your wedding. It was <laughs> very awkward. No, go on it. Record. Uh, where people have like the five foot high letters that spell love. No. Have you seen these at weddings? No. No. I, but you know, like, but like, what? But, but, but it, it, honestly, all everyone I know that's got married. My friends got married on Friday. Just gone. They haven't. I've not seen a picture of it yet. Yeah. And if they don't have it, I'm going to be very proud of them mm-hmm. because every single wedding they'll just have love spelled out somewhere, and I don't understand this. Yeah. It's like a reminder of the feeling that you're supposed to be feeling that day. Yeah. You don't have it at a funeral. You don't have the word grief written up the side of the church. You don't yeah. have the words TikTok at your nan's 90th birthday party. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we decided at yeah. our wedding along the dance floor, we're just going to have the words tolerate. Yeah. yeah that's fair. It's a lot more letters in that. Yeah, we found out it's 200 pound a letter. Oh, so we're going to short it down to just meh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is still quite pricey. Oh. So yeah, we do, because we, we kind of talk about stuff. We like taking the piss out of stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's quite, and that is my sense of humour. 
just good. a constant piss taking. So that's good. it's a good yeah. important for the relationship, I think, definitely to yeah. you know, be able to laugh at yourselves for sure. Oh, definitely, yeah. So we we definitely do, and but yeah, we kind of. She she's so supportive though. She shares all the comedy. So Ha Ha Land, um, she shares all the promo for it, which is very nice. Did you see the actual film as well? Yeah, God. Because you, might, you I know you cried at the film. Did you see? Oh, it? No, I didn't see it. No, I, I, no, I didn't see it. I'm not, really into, not really into musicals to be oh, honest. I'm you, not you'd like it. Would I? Yeah, you know, maybe. Oh no, give it a go. All right, I'll give it a go. I'll try it. I'll try. Do, it. do, do try. It. But we saw it. At, we went to an Everyman cinema. Because we're doing all right. And no, because it was such a. The film was okay. Obviously, it was a it was the big Hollywood production, wasn't sure. it? So it was just overdone with marketing for mm. a very basic musical film. But we wanted to go to like a theatre cinema to go and watch a film that was kind of old style film, modern, mm. all that kind of very theatrical kind of production, I guess. And it was nice, you know, you could sit there with a whiskey and enjoy mm. the film. It was really, really good. Oh, wow. Um, but there was a bit at the end. I, you know what it was? We had just watched a film called um, A Monster Calls. Have you yeah, ever seen I that think, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Little kid with the tree monster thing right. that Liam Neeson does a voice yes. for. It is heartbreaking. Oh, it's such a good film. It's so. If, if anyone's not watched it, watch a monster call. Okay, and just I would say watch it on your own as well. Yeah. And I that is the most I've ever cried at a film. Wow! Like I've ne- I didn't even you know sometimes when you know it's going to be a sad film and yeah. you're like I kind of want to cry because I yeah. look like a dick if I don't. Yeah. Right. And I didn't even do it. I was watching it. And before I... Like, towards the... It's only sad at the end. It's a really nice film. And there's one scene at the end. And I just... Before I even knew it, I had tears literally just coming down my face. I went, oh, shit. It was a surprise. I've never cried like that. Where I didn't know I was doing it until I felt the tears. I, I watched uh, I watched with the family the other day. Uh, oh, what was it? The, the, the one about the dog who dies like five, seven times or something like that in the film. And it's got Dennis Quaid as the main actor at the end when he's older. But the the... It, basically it's a story for oh a dog's life that's it easy enough to remember oh yeah, yeah yeah and the dog dies like seven times so instead of getting the Marley and me effect where you just get sad once yeah. you get sad seven times <laughs> and I was going sitting there going not going to cry in front of the family not going to cry not, not, not going to let it out <laughs> I'm, I'm terrible well yeah. I say terrible I just I get I get sucked into films like this I'm really I put a lot of emotion into it I, I emotionally feel the characters because we went to go and watch a film Called the room. Sensitive, very sensitive. I'm very sensitive guy. <laughs> I went to go and watch. I'm just very stressed. I went to go and watch a film called Room. Have you seen that film? Uh, no. That's again a brilliant film. Oh, the, the kid should have won an Oscar mm. for that. He was brilliant in it, mm. and I think the girl. I, oh, I can't remember. And I'm terrible with names. But the actress that was in it, she was fantastic, and she won an Oscar for it. Yeah. Well, she was definitely nominated. Uh-huh. And I cried at that. And then we went to go and watch a monster calls about six months later prior to that. And then I went to go and watch La La Land. So I think I was just in a very yeah, yeah, theme yeah. of, oh, well, I've got to cry. It's a film. Yeah, it's time. Um, because it's not really sad at the end. There's just a bit of a, oh, moment. Well, I was like, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> commit fully to it. I like commit that. fully, yeah. I'm like, really putting myself into this. I could just get wet eyes. I mean, it might just go... F- you need yeah. to get into it, though, is it? It's like yeah. laughing. Yeah. You must just throw yourself in fully. Yeah, it's yeah. an art form. Come on, throw your emotions into yeah. it. Yeah, that's, that's what fun. I wanted to do. Um, but yeah, I did see the film. Jake saw the film. Mm. I can't even remember how we came up with the title for the show. I think we both said... Because the, the title before, we were going to call it Two Leggy Blondes. Right. Because why not? And but Jake isn't that tall. He's also no, and I'm not blonde. <laughs> I think it was if you merged us both together. Oh, right. Okay. I mean, there, 
Winter, there was no logical. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm, thinking, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not destroying your premise yet. I'm not trying to I think Jake it. really liked the title Two Leggy Blondes. Right, okay, um, cool. And then I was like, yeah, maybe. Mm. And then one of us said, what about we do like based on a film? So we just find a popular film. I said, La La Land was popular. He said, yeah, mm. what would you call it? And I was like, well, we'll just call it Ha Ha Land. Yeah. And we both instantly went, that's brilliant. How has no one done that yet? Yeah, exactly. So the poster, I love for yeah. it. I'm really happy with how it came out. Yeah. Check it out. Because <laughs> we were doing a lot of dancing poses to oh. try and get the right one. Yeah? Yeah. And then I've got a flyer for it. I'll show you the flyer in a minute. You know, I hate, I hate having a picture taken though. I hate, Do you like, hate I it? hate, I hate the, especially the pro ones. I'm like, it's, no, it's never good enough. Because you've got to, you're, you're, you're committed yourself. You're, yeah. you're fully, this is what it is. You can't, Change yeah, that's the thing. For, and, for this one, we were definitely yeah. we have to get this pose yeah. right, and it took age. It took oh. about an hour and a half. Layla took the pictures for us. You missed it. Yes, yeah. Uh, she. Took, we literally went around the corner of the house where there's a brick wall. Great. And the lighting was perfect. So we went. We got to do them now. Yes. So me and Jake quickly dressed up quite smart. Well, I say smart. I wore a white cowboy shirt and yeah. like these black jeans, mm. and we both just tried to like awkwardly stand in the pose mm-hmm. and Layla was like yeah this looks terrible <laughs> she was like you guys are so rigid yeah, and we're like what we're really like and she was like and, and then Layla just showed have neither of you ever done ballet and I was like you know what no I grew up in Bracknell yeah. no I did not do ballet yeah. and she was like just try running at each other and holding the pose yeah. and in our heads we were like this is never going to work yeah. we ran held the pose got the stat and that's the one we went with Brilliant. it was perfect Nice. So that's what you need. You need to just if you ever do a promo shot, just go. I right, aim the camera there. I'm going to run, pose, snap. Right, yeah, that's it. Don't don't, <laughs> don't try and create it. Don't create it. Just <laughs> that's where you get the natural that's shot. That's it. Otherwise, so, you'll get all kind of like weird ticks and, and yeah, things yeah, happen to your face. What happens. It's terrible. Isn't you end it? up going. Maybe I should raise this eyebrow yeah. and look up there. And then when you look back, you just that that normal comedian pose. Of, uh, yeah, like, totally. The, the the hack one eyebrow. Oh yeah. man, that's it. You know, but did like, I just say that? <laughs> confused and sort of maybe look well, maybe at a different angle, angry or confused or like yeah, I'm or a bit touching so, the mouth, going whoopsie daisies. Yeah, like, yeah it's, it's, there's so many bad ones. It's, it's it's terrible, isn't so it? So you need to yeah, get it. To really, just jump in. The whole face moves together, not one bit at a time. <laughs> oh. Not, the, eyebrow here and the yeah. smile there oh yeah this looks natural you end up looking a bit like something out of Borat or something yeah, yeah you're really trying to piece it together yeah. but yeah we're looking it, that's going to be so we're working I'm doing a lot of writing for that show at the moment oh, I'm great. really trying to do that and just jokes is it just jokes or yeah I guess like at first we didn't think it was going to be there was going to be any premise for the show because mm. it was just based on Ha Ha Land but based on that poster so we were like oh we'll just write and then me and Jake met up and said should we compare kind of notes and it turns out we're both writing a similar premise of mm. both trying to create, like, you know, this is what we don't like about the world, this is what we would love if that happened. Yeah. And so we're like, we're almost trying to create our ha-ha land of everything's oh, fine okay. now, we're, we oh, fix right. everything. Yeah. So we said, okay, the show's kind of got a direction. My, my bit, I'm kind of writing a bit about uh, animals, I'll start it about that, and then it'll go on to a bit about, kind of this year, about... Mm you know, ending 2016 year of hell, mm-hmm. going into this year going, everything's going to be okay. Mm. We, we're all hopeful. And mm. then it, and it wasn't and still isn't. And kind of what I've been dealing with, I'm going to be a bit more raw about myself yeah. on stage, I think, for this. A bit more like, I've been dealing with this. Yeah. It it doesn't sound funny. but No, was, no, I totally get it. Yeah. More vulnerable. Yeah, more yeah. Vulnerable. You really, I think you get to a point where I think, especially like after we've done about four years, you want to be a bit more, you want to open up a bit more. 
Especially on a show like this when it's 25 minutes, you're like, mm. I've got enough time. Because we're exactly. going to do 10 minutes at the end mm. where we both come back on stage and we sit there and we have a chat with the audience yeah. and we close the show like that. And you'll hug. And we'll hug. <laughs> we might even do a lip, a lip sync and oh. see if there's a song that we can... A su- really? A song in it as well? Oh, Amazing. Well, really? we might have to. because oh, great. Our worry is that so many people are going to see this poster and mm. go, brilliant. It's a musical. Exactly. That and it's, it. it's not a fucking musical. Wow. So we're thinking, if we get some of those people in, mm. we might have to put a song at the end. We might lip-sync one of the songs from the films at the end. Yeah. Just like, bring out the ukulele. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm ready, guys. I'm just, sorry, can it's, I plug this in? Can I just plug this in? Plug- <laughs> I can't jack from my ukulele. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's so, so, so yeah, that's, that's, what we might, that's how we might close the show. With the, mur- with the, with the, with the salt. <laughs> Get some drawing. Tambourine, ice. nice. It'd be great. It'd be great. <laughs> little, uh, was it a rhythm? What do they call it? A, 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 was it a rhythm board? Is it a rhythm box? Oh, the little rhythm. <laughs> yes, got it. Rhythm box, yeah. That's it. One of those. So we I might do nice. something like that. We'll see. That'd be fun, but, Yeah, we're really looking forward to it. It'll be a good night. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. And Jake's the other person you do some writing with. Oh, yeah. So, so, yeah. Yeah, I meet up with Jake regularly anyway outside the show. We meet up, we do a bit of writing. Who else do I meet up with? There's not, to be honest, because of the way I write. Mm the way I just talk it out, it's more I send WhatsApp voice mm. notes to. So there's a few people, um, Callie Beaton, mm. I sometimes send a few ideas to, yeah. uh, John Maher, uh, we try to meet up and try and have a few chats. Cressida? Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I send a lot of ideas to Chris Great. as a voice note on WhatsApp um, mm. and she sends some back. And it's it's just, I love sending things like that because it's very natural. The person gets to hear it the way you're saying it rather yeah. than you're reading um, what they've typed. So yeah, that's that, that's how I kind of do it. I just go, do you think this has got legs? Or I just do it on stage mm-hmm. straight away. And do you do improv as well? I've never done improv. Oh. No. I, reckon, I don't know if I'd be good at it. Like you don't sound like you need any any stage confidence at all. Mm. You're pretty, sounding like a pretty set. Yeah. You know, like, uh, and it just, all, what I did with me was just help get rid of my fear. You know, because I was terrified up there. Oh, like, yeah. That was what gave me energy to, too much energy to not yeah. control, you know, put the band back in the box. But yeah, the level one and two really helped me with stuff and helped me with like premises and like, you know, unpacking stuff and going, oh, well, what's this? Oh, let's have fun with it and play with it like that. But that's, yeah, that's mm. interesting. I've never mm. thought of it do, doing improv ever, really. No, I don't know why. Because I used to, I, I like watching improv. Um, I, used to, I used to be a huge fan of Whose Line Is It Anyway? Yeah. When it was on, I was a huge fan of it. I was especially because I was slightly too young to watch the UK one when it was going to be on TV. But when the US one was on TV, I used to watch that all the time. Yeah. Greg Proops and that, you know. Yeah, and so. Colin Mockery and Ryan Stiles. Yeah, I used to absolutely love them. Brilliant. Yeah. And uh, do you write any sitcoms or anything like that? You've got one of the, in the, in the in percolating away back I've there or always, something? You know what's weird about sitcoms is every job I've ever had, mm. I thought this would make a good sitcom. Yeah. And I think everyone has that yeah. idea. I would love to write a sitcom based on my work at the zoo slash theme park yeah. because there were so many characters mm. that weren't there that just wrote them, just who they were. Mm. You know, like you have the warning at the beginning of a sitcom saying that some of these are based on characters mm-hmm. uh, or real life character or real life people but have been changed. And yeah. Mine would just be like, these were real people. Yeah. These are their names. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just working at Chesterton's World Adventures, you had so many different groups. You had the zoo people, you had the rides people, you had the welcome admissions, mm. you had retail, you had food and beverage, security, gardening, the yeah. head office, everything, all on one site. And there was, in peak season, there would be, I think staff members, about 1,600 staff members, um, including seasonal, uh, seasonal wow. people. It was hilarious. Mm. The environment was hilarious. Yeah. Not meant to be. Yeah. It was just, you would be looking around going, 
what is going on? Yeah. So yeah, I would love to write a sitcom like that. I think it'd be very. What's the weirdest thing that happened to you while you were working in the zoo? What weird stuff happened? There was so many. I'm trying. The one to... that you kind of go, oh man, like say if you're at a dinner party or some of this, right? And you go, fuck at this dinner party, and you go, I've got to get this. Okay. <laughs> I've got to get this. I've got to get this fucking dinner party going here. This is the one that I always fucking tell to just get everyone on board, to just relax everyone, and if it doesn't go well from here, I've fucking done what I can for this party. You know what I mean? That kind of story. There was, this was before I worked at the zoo. Okay. This is when I was still in college, but I did my work experience, so we had to do four weeks practical work experience somewhere, and I went to Chessington Zoo, <laughs> and that, that's how I got the job afterwards. So. And I was working... <laughs> I can tell this, they won't mind. I don't know why they're fucking... And <laughs> they, I was on the primate section mm. that day. So each week I was on a different section. And mm. we, I went down with the keeper, who's a great guy, still a good friend of mine. Mm. And it, the gorilla enclosure, I was working with the gorillas that day. Mm. So they had their outdoor pen. It's a great enclosure at Chessington. And then they've got dens in an L shape going around like this. And then there's a kitchenette area here. Okay. I know on the podcast, these people will be like, I cannot picture this. But like, yeah. picture like a room with a corridor behind <laughs> and then a kitchen attached. Yeah, to right. And, and it had... So the gorillas could get into their dens. Obviously, there was a walkway for us, which we weren't in with the animals. And then yeah. we had access to the kitchen. And there was a big sliding door like this and yeah. going into the kitchen. So we got up in the morning, about you know, quarter to eight in the morning, we were going down there just to do all our food prep uh-huh. for the morning. And we were just talking casually about the Mighty Boosh, out of all things, because the zoo people seem to love the Mighty Boosh. Yeah. And he just unlocked the padlock, and we were just talking, and we went, shh, fucking gorilla sat in the kitchen. <sighs> like, and we just looked and went, shh, and just closed the door again, and he went, um, fuck. Yeah. Fuck. Whoa. And we were both just stood there going... How and why? Yeah. And we're like, what do we do? Because we had a troop of 11, 11 gorillas at the time. So there was potential yeah. for 10 females and one silverback to all have access outside of the enclosure. Well, to say the potential, they yeah. would all have access, whether they were all out of it or not. Well, we didn't know. So we locked the door again. So they were contained. They never got out of the actual facility. Yeah. They were contained, but they were in the kitchen bit which was the only access into where they would have got out from for us to close. So we had to look into the, through the window. Yeah. And then, then we saw another two in the kitchen and we're wow. like, oh my God. Wow. And we're like, right, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Hmm. So we had to get like, we just got loads of like um, browse food. So like nuts, berries, yeah. bits of, uh, small bits of bark, mm. dog biscuits and stuff. Mm. And around the corner and we started to like feed it into the main enclosure. They all went around. They're like, woohoo! Oh, went around. Yeah. And then we kind of, well, James, I didn't snuck in and saw the door that had opened and yeah. locked it done. But the what they did to the kitchen was just it was the they just trashed the place. Yeah. It was at, there was food everywhere, smeared yeah. on the walls, oh, gloves no. had been ripped, rakes had been snapped, yeah. just everything. The only thing these gorillas did not touch were the razor sharp knives on the magnetic thing. Yeah. And for some reason, that was the only, th- literally the only thing. The blender was smashed on the floor. Whoa. Everything yeah, was yeah. Tr- like completely trashed. Wow. It was hilarious. Brilliant. The radio. Yeah. Because we played. <laughs> it's so funny. We used to play classic FM. Yeah. 
because it's <laughs> that was a protest against your classic <laughs> FM <laughs> fucking classic FM that's why they got in yeah, there yeah yeah he's like ah, put, right, put absolute on yeah. no be guaranteed <laughs> and no we used to play because uh, there was like research studies into the gorillas um, are more calmer it's a calmer environment right. if they, they I don't know if that's true sure uh, but there's research studies into so we used to play classic uh, um, FM yeah. or magic oh, on right. a Sunday <laughs> wow! So yeah, nice. they'd smash that to pieces. It was a very scary moment. I'll bet. Yeah, you just very open scary. the door and there were there looking at you. There was one thing I just sat on okay, the top, yeah. just like looked, and she didn't. The thing is, like, she would, they would have never tried to get out because they they would have been terrified. They would have been like, oh, "What the yeah. fuck is that out there?" But it's it's you going in. Yeah, it's just that have to try and get in to close it off. Oh yeah, that's that terrifying though. That yeah, like, yeah. brown trouser roll. Oh, sure. that, it so is, and you know what? Like when because I, I worked with the, the big cats there as well, and I was lucky enough to be able to get very close to them. The scariest moment I've ever worked there was being behind when the male lion, which is when you went in, he was the most protective of his two females, most protective cat, and he would. Like people would always be like, what do you what do you reckon you do? What would happen if you went in there? But like he would kill you yeah. twice over, like no yeah. doubt. Because if when we went into the back, he would come in, and the the growl of a lion is so it gets under your skin, huh. like it's so deep huh. and it's so rattly, yeah. and it makes your hairs go up. You're just like, oh my god, that's yeah. fucking terrifying. And he would jump up and he would roar. Yeah. And once you hear that that close up, like you it's about a metre and a half gap you've got between the wall and the mesh of their mm. indoor dens and he would just like, as you walk he would just walk like that oh. and just keep his eyes on you no matter what you did all you were doing is like you know you'd be cleaning out the far end den mm. so he couldn't get you but he would just be watching you wanting to know just trying to see trying to get his moment trying to get out yeah one, one day one day okay. yeah that, that is what oh. he's and this is when captivity starts to sound bad because mm. this is you're thinking well that animal is clearly distressed it's like no you've got to remember cats are, especially lions are very very territorial mm. and his female was a very affectionate female towards people for some reason oh, okay. towards the keepers so she used to rub her head against the mesh when we were there it's a very like kind of you know like yeah, cats yeah. rub their head against your legs yeah. it's a very affectionate thing that they do to each other as well oh yeah and he did not like that mm. so he hated that I had a girlfriend like that for a month actually <laughs> she's so affectionate to the guys and then uh, I'd have to and fight like it, to fight you? the other guys yeah. it was just like that I was like great that's great he's going to kill me uh, yeah. no but look, come on you've got to take my up. yeah that's yeah. great <laughs> I'm going to get killed now this is great thanks yeah I mean is it worth it to know yeah. well yeah, that's it. Well, we had to get rid of this. But, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, but that's it. that's how it worked, you know. Yeah. They don't, he didn't like us, and that was that was always terrifying moments. Yeah. But there are a few animals that freak me out, so that I don't like. Them. Yeah, that's but that's I think that's a healthy fear. I think that's an instinctive thing, isn't it? It's like, yeah. Oh, giant gorilla, silverback gorilla, tear you from limb from limb. Yeah. And like a lion, just again, do the same thing, but just with different tools. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> different, different means of doing so. Yeah. One's going to just rip it off. The other one is going to bite or just claw yeah, yeah. it off. Just yeah. the, oh, That's God. great. It's, it's not, not going to. It's not a good day. It's a good, good day. <laughs> it is. There's a risk of working in a zoo. So yeah. a lot of these animals could and would yeah. do damage. Did you actually go out to any of the conservation uh, sites to to work? You worked in the zoo, but was, you but anywhere, anywhere else? Only. I was going to say this going to make it sound boring, but it's not at all. It's still very interesting. Only within the UK, so. Mm. We Chessington Zoo did a lot of work with native species, so of like stag beetles, of um, a type of huntsman spider. I can't remember the name of it now. Yeah. Um, it's a one that actually lives on water. Oh, venom something spider. I'm gonna yeah. try and remember that. But um, and uh, a lot of snake species, dormouse, and and stuff like that. So mm. we used to do like 
ecological survey so we used to go out and we used to put like tin down in woods and then that mm. would attract snakes underneath. but also it would attract mice and then it would attract snakes mm. so we did a lot of work practically like that we used to do pond clears and like set them back up to be a healthy environment I never got the chance to go abroad to do anything I wish I could I really wish I could I do try and spread that message quite a lot now though mm. I do when I did my show last I did a show last year called Into the Wild as well at the end I would always have like leaflets that people could take so it's, like, it's all very good talking about this kind of stuff joking about it having fun but it's like you got to remember guys we, like every, the wild needs our help mm. like I always talk and I, I ne- never like to preach about it but you know people I, th- I think the environment is such a loose time, a loose term that people use now they always go like oh yeah the, the, the environment is very important we should protect it so like, I think people forget that they're on the environment mm. the environment is not France like mm-hmm. there's not a place across the road called yeah. the environment yeah. um, not here I mean my, my house and and like you know, my, I need a patio. I, fuck the grass. I'm just. I'm gonna have a patio. No, that's the environment. That's, that's, that's yeah, the environment. It's gonna pave over this bit no, of environment well, here. No, no, you can I'll, do a I'll bit. A tree in the middle. It's fine. That's <laughs> it. You know, they'll love but it. That, you know what? You say that. That's all people need to do. They don't need to plant a tree. But if every garden had a wild area, yeah. and just of you putting down some wild plant seeds, hard. Mm. Oh, it would be a different place but people were just like eh, no as you can see Ryan I'm doing my bit out there that's it yeah, yeah. you've gone overboard in a wild oh, area I need to start calling some, <laughs> some deer <laughs> I don't have a gun so I might have to use a sledgehammer that's yeah. right. <laughs> you know just one or two that's all it is yeah, yeah. deer you know it's uh, you know it's fine <laughs> but um but yeah, so you've got your show come up in Camden yes it. yeah what date is that again it's the 11th to the 15th of August um Camden Comedy Club 8pm um, just get tickets on the Camden Fringe website just search Ha Ha Land so it's five dates five quid for all shows Friday and Saturday I will say now, say now is nearly sold out Great. which we're very happy with but we also predicted that Friday and Saturday would probably sell a lot quicker than the other days so um, if you want that date get on quick otherwise you'll have to come on a, on a Monday evening and the name of your podcast is Into the Wild so it's Into the Wild um, the podcast it's a fun podcast it's, it's comedy but it is Talking about animals, mm. it's educational, it's fun, it's great all round. So yeah, that's that's on there. And more episodes will be uploaded shortly as soon as I get my laptop sorted. Yeah. As soon as I get this hex off you for as soon as I get this te- <laughs> technology hex brushed off of me, that'd be great. Yeah. And then yeah, if anyone's got a dog in Archway or in London, okay. or North London, you want looking after, right? And we can shout. we can find you on Twitter and Twitter, Mr. Ryan J. Dalton. Instagram, Mr. Ryan J. Dalton. Brand it up. Be a brand. Yeah. You are a brand, Winter. <laughs> well, Ryan, thanks for coming to the show. Thank man. you so much for having me on. It's been really good fun. Thank you, man. And that was episode 52 with a very funny, very passionate, the comedic crusader, Ryan Dalton. Go find him on Twitter, YouTube, Instagram. He's on there as Ryan Dalton. I really respect what Ryan does. He's using his comedy for good, trying to make the world a better place. And, and that's not cheesy. That's just a, you know, a selfless place to come at comedy from. I respect that very much. Uh, go find Ryan on all those places. He also runs a gig in Bracknell called The Comedy Wire. And he has his own podcast called Into the Wild. Go check that out there. It's on Podbean, iTunes, all those places. You can follow this podcast on Twitter at The Comedy Defect. You can follow me at Winter Fonander. As I say, updates for my show, a side effect will be at Winter Phonander on Twitter, and you can come see that show at the Free Sisters, at the Marquee, from 2 to 3, from the 3rd until the 27th, not the 7th or 14th. So come see the show, guys. I need you guys there. If you want to support this podcast, you can come support me there, because I've been working on that show an awful lot. 
But if you want to donate and you can't make the show, go to Patreon, type in The Comedy Defect, and you can donate as little as a dollar or as much as you feel this podcast is worth. And those of you that do donate, thank you because you're paying for the people that can't. And those of you that can't donate, hey, look, just come see my show. It's from the 3rd into the 27th, full run of the fringe in the Free Sisters in the Marquee from 2 to 3. It's a 45-minute show, guys. So come see it there. But that's all I'm going to say for this episode. We've got more episodes in the can, and you will hear them on that last Wednesday of each month. So that's it, guys. We'll see you after the Fringe. Have a good August. Thank you.